Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Billy D. Hope everybody's enjoying the last of the quiet time before NAI basketball kicks off here later in the month. Hey, today we have Steve Draven. He's the head men's basketball coach at Bethel Pilots up there in Mishawaka. Coach Draven, he's from LaPorte, played at LaPorte High School there in Indiana. He played with uh, Greg Tonical, and then he went on to uh, Division I Belmont University, one of the top free throw shooters in uh, college basketball history. Really very, very nice man. He's in the fourth season there at Bethel. Uh, he's went out. He's kind of retooled the program. He's brought in some pretty impressive transfers. He's got a couple of uh, uh, good players from last season coming back. I think Bethel's going to be pretty good. Uh, during the interview, uh, it must have been a nice day because uh, Coach Draven, he uh, wandered outside. We kind of lost his cell phone signal. He got near a lawnmower or something. And you'll hear during the interview where I paused it and then I came back and I said, okay, coach, you're back. Uh, so I apologize. We kind of drifted out just for a few minutes, um, just for a few, about 30 seconds or something, but we were able to stop it and come back and uh, the rest of it uh, picked up just fine. I, I want to remind everybody because people pick on me about this because I don't say it. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, it does help a lot. I don't know anything about all that stuff. But apparently it helps, and I would really appreciate it if you could do it. Also, I want to say thank you for all the great support so far this preseason. Uh, your feedback is fantastic. I can't believe anybody would really want to listen to me. But uh, it's, I know it's the coaches you listen for, and I, uh, I enjoy bringing you uh, the coaches and as well as the stories about their program. So let's give a listen to Coach Steve Draben, head men's basketball coach, Bethel Pilots. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got uh, uh, Steve Draven here. He's a head men's basketball coach for the Bethel Pilots over there in Mishawaka. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Billy. Hey, uh, before I forget, uh, Scott Moore says you owe him dinner. <laughs> well, <laughs> since I've tried about five or six times, he's not been able to make it. I think that's off the table now. No, hey, that's Draven. Told him at least. He told me he would say that. He said that Bethel guy is going to try to wiggle out by saying he offered. Hey, all joking aside, all joking aside, what is what is the deal between Bethel and Grace? How, where did that? What's the history there? Yeah, uh, you know, me being here three years, you know, it's it was really important for me. You know, I grew up in the area, you know, hour down the road in Laporte. You know, knew the Bethel program really well and Grace program. One of my former teammates, Ben Tonigal, you know, Greg's older brother. Um, played at Grace, and I remember going to watch him play a couple games um, over there at Grace. And just obviously two strong story programs with uh, you know legendary coaches, Coach Kessler and, and uh, Coach Mike Lightfoot, having coached for so many years at one school. You just don't see that as much anymore. Uh, I have a yeah. tremendous amount of respect for both those coaches and you know both these programs. And, um, I'm blessed to, to you know, be at Bethel, um, you know, a great legendary program that's built great culture over the years. And just trying to kind of put my stamp on it, um, continue the, the legacy that former players and coaches have, have built before me. You know, speaking of that, as you say, Bethel, a, a program with just a, a monster culture. You, and talk about your coaching philosophy, you know, what you're trying to achieve. Uh, as the head coach there at Bethel. Obviously, wins and losses are one part of it, but there's a much bigger part. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it, you know, winning, 
uh, is, is obviously important at this level, and uh, that's what we strive to do. And you know, I tell our guys all the time, like it's not about winning, but it's it's about making the effort, putting forth, uh, um, you know, your best mindset, and be the best person to yourselves. But you know, we have a deeper calling here at Bethel, being a faith-based school. You know, want to meet these guys, you know, student athletes where they're at on their journey and help them grow from there. You know, our identity, we talked a lot about identity. We don't want it to be based on performance or based on you know, their background or past. You know, we want it to be in, in Christ. When it's in Him, you know, we have, have what we need. It doesn't mean we have to be perfect. And you know, we've got somebody that, you know, Lord Jesus Christ that. Help us grow and help us be the best version of ourselves and understand that there's a, there's a bigger calling. So that's kind of our message to our guys, and we want to uh, grow together and grow in that way. Okay, Coach, I think we have you to a, to a bit better spot. But uh, just to kind of reiterate, I mean, the, the culture that you bring to uh, Bethel basketball, like you say, it's much more than wins and losses. I mean, you're, my words are, I, I believe you're building young men. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, our, our, as coaches... You know, we talk each week as a staff just how we can help our young men grow. And, you know, one of my philosophies is want to help these guys grow and, um, you know, accept responsibility, lead courageously, and make this world a better place. And want to want to have empathy and integrity and uh, do things the right way in a first-class manner. And, you know, these guys aren't perfect. They're 18 to 24. And, you know, it's our job as, as coaches to um, love on them, care for them, uh, build trust and relationship, and um, help them where they're at on their journey and, help them grow in that way. And that's, that's our, that's why we do what we do. Obviously we want to win games, but um, more important than that, we want to help them, um, you know, when they get out of Bethel, want them to help, yeah. help them be better men and better husbands, fathers, and um, community members. Coach, you grew up there uh, in Indiana. You played ball at LaPorte with, and we've talked about it before, Greg Tonigal was your teammate. Of course, you were a much better free throw shooter than that laggard. Uh, if people who don't know, and I've mentioned it several times, but Steve Drave was one of the best free throw shooters in the history of college basketball. This guy can flat nail him. You know, you grew up, played ball with Greg. Like you mentioned, you have uh, great relationships with the other coaches uh, throughout the crossroads. Just talk about the com- camaraderie with of the coaching community in the crossroads and talk about that crossroads league as a competitive conference. Yeah, no doubt. It, you know, for me, having Greg as a former teammate and a good friend, um, you know, I, was, I followed the league for a while even before – coming to Bethel, so I had good familiarity with it. And since I've been here, um, just a great group of uh, head and assistant coaches um, that are all just great people, um, do things the right way. You know, I coached with Scott Hetty for a year at Carmel. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I know Scott very well. And you know, I've gotten to know Scott more really well over at Grace. And um, just a good group of guys that, you know, that we make each other better um, just by the competition side of things. And, um, you know, even just talking before games and after games just about, our cultures and, and how to help men grow. And that's a cool thing that you just don't see um, as much um, around the nation, just with competitiveness and all that. You know, we're, we all have similar interest in helping our young grow, young men grow. So it's a, it's a great fraternity to be a part of. Well, coach, you, you've got a little bit of work cut out for you. This, I know last season wasn't a, not a typical Bethel season. Uh, you got a couple of guys moving on. You've kind of retooled. Let's talk about the guys that have got graduated and move on. Uh, Jared DeHart, he really was a key piece for your team. 17 points, three rebounds. He shot almost 47% from three. Talk about what he meant to the program. Yeah, Jared was a you know great four-year player for for Bethel. You know, thousand-point scorer, uh, you know, great representative, and um, 
you know, hate to see him move on, and, but he, uh, you know, did a lot of good things here, and, and uh, we'll definitely miss him. And then, you know, some, several other guys, Janai Griffiths, Zach Owens, uh, Wesley Burris, who all gave us, you know, really good minutes and feel like they grew as people here at Bethel. And so, yeah, kind of, uh, we had some other guys, um, you know, kind of part ways, and, and uh, so we, you know, bringing in six new guys that we're really excited about to kind of help the, the program move forward. Yeah, challenging year last year. Um, again, in, in our league, you know, you could have a really good team and, you could have a good season and yeah. still yeah. not finish, you know, where you'd like to finish. But you know, it's not our standards, and we have expectations that are that are better than, than what we did last year. Looking forward to uh, the challenge and uh, pursuing, uh, you know, a better year. I know that everybody wants to hear about these transfers, a lot of buzz about them. Uh, but before we do that, you're the cupboard's not bare. You got Brandon Hunt and Nate Ernst, eight Nate Ertz coming back, both starters for you last season. Yeah, really excited about those two guys coming back. I mean, you know, Nathan's a thousand point scorer in his three years. Uh, he's going to play for us two more years using one of those COVID years. You know, he just he's a guy that brings a lot of value to the game. You know, his his numbers are although are solid and are good, but he just does so many other things that yeah. don't show up on a stat page. Just understanding how to play defensively and being in the right positions, and you know, just smart and how he how he guards other players and taking away their strengths. He's a good passer. He's, he's, he's a tough matchup at 6'7". He can handle it, can drive the ball well, and, you know, a good score around the rim. And then Brandon Hunt had a, had a really good uh, first first year here at Bethel last year, was on the all-freshman team. And just a unique talent, 6'9", that can, you know, is really mobile. Um, there were several games where we played him at the five where we switched one through five. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he can, he can guard a you know, good, quick, um, athletic point guard, uh, as well as anybody on our team. So we don't miss a whole lot when we switch him onto those guys. Was he a true freshman? Was he a true freshman was, last yeah. year? Yeah, that's what I thought. He, I was really impressed with him. Yeah. He's got a chance to, you know, be special when it's all said and done. And then you got Trent Edwards and Live Granville coming back as well. They both played minutes for you last season. Yeah, really tough, hard-nosed uh, players. And again, that understand how to play and play their roles well. Definitely guys that'll that'll play minutes and um, you know will provide a spark for us. So you went out and you got a Mishawaka native who had went to Incarnate Word. He had a pretty good uh, couple of years there. Uh, Drew Lutz, he's going to be a he's a Bethel pilot now. A lot of buzz about him. Uh, talk about Drew and his uh, basketball skills. Yeah, really excited about Drew. I mean, just a guy. Obviously, he's a really good player that does a lot of good things. Just from a point guard perspective, I mean, he we had kind of an inter squad scrimmage the other day, and you know, he had eight assists and one turnover. Shot the ball really well. I think he finished with maybe 18 points and. Uh, he had he actually got his chin cut, so he had stitches, so he had to leave the game early. But uh, he ended up with 16 points on four for five from three. So he's he's a good talent, but more than that, he just brings a leadership and a character to our team that you know a lot of practices will put you know put him the other best players on the other team to try to challenge him a little bit. Almost every day, you know, kind of encourages his team and um, wins a lot of those days. So just a leadership character perspective that's going to be huge for our team just to make other people around him better. And another guy you brought in with some experience, he's playing as a graduate this year, Deacon Heath. He played at UNC Charlotte. He didn't get huge minutes there, but he has a ton of D1 experience, leadership experience. Talk about Deacon. Yeah, so again, UNC Asheville. I know Charlotte's close by there. Oh, my gosh. It's all good. I did that twice. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, he, graduate student, you know, he's got two years to play. Gosh, he was there for four years. Um, redshirted one year and then a COVID year. Uh, so, I mean, he's a fifth-year guy that's going to play two more years. and He's just a tough, solid, smart player that just gets things right. You know, he gets, he'll, he'll get scouting reports right. He'll 
understand how we play defensively, and he's a knockdown shooter. So to have somebody like that with a Drew Lutz at a point guard position um, and our other firepower is going to be great. I mean, he's a guy that can, on any given night, knock down four, five, six threes and, and just kind of break the game open. So excited to have him. And Again, the leadership and the, the maturity and experience that he has is going to be invaluable for our team. You know, Steve, I have a question for you. Tell, Mishawaka is in what state? Indiana. Yeah, there you go. So you have yeah. two freshmen on the team this year. One's from Tennessee and one's from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick on you about that. You didn't load up with Indiana guys. Talk, nope. talk about uh, Chikara Tanaki. He's from Japan. And then uh, yeah. I'm going to mess up his name, but Alanis uh, Peculus, he's from uh, Tennessee coming up to play ball yeah. in Indiana. That was actually pretty good. We call him Al, but it's it's pronounced <laughs> okay. Alonis Petula. So you're pretty good on that last name. It's a tough last name. Uh, but anyway, to talk with one of the assistants in our league this summer is pretty funny. He said, man, Coach, I think we're going to start calling you guys Global U, um, <laughs> just getting guys from international. It's funny because we've only gotten one guy from overseas. You know, We have overseas players, but they've been in the States. Right. Except for one of them. Uh, Philip Sagoda is the only guy that you know, we recruited from overseas. But So Al's from uh, London, England, but played at the Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, for the last three years. And his high school coach is a good friend of mine. Uh, he used to coach at Belmont University, Mark Price. Uh, so it comes from a very oh, okay. good program. They play very similar style to what we play, so it's kind of a um, you know seamless transition for him. But he's six seven. He's got good size. He can move. Um, he's a really good uh, talent that I think is gonna gonna help us this year early on. And then uh, Chikara Tanaka, he's a dual citizen. He's Japanese citizen and uh, American citizen. But he lived in Japan most of his life. But he's been in the states the last four years. Uh, the last place he was at was Veritas Academy in uh, California. Um, but good talent, really good athlete, very, very good defender. Uh, it's going to help us on that end of the floor, can make an open shot, and just has a unique skill set and unique talent that's going to – he's different. You know, he just – he provides a charisma and energy um, that we were desperately seeking uh, for this team. So he's going to provide that. And uh, really excited about both those guys being a part of it this year. And then uh... – Boy, we're going to challenge my pronunciation skills again. Two other transfers. Uh, Tangai Touze, he played at Jacksonville State. And then Jordan Okanji, he played JC Ball at Temple down in uh, Texas. First, how bad I butcher their names. You nailed Jordan's. Jordan's was absolutely correct. Jordan Okanji. And then uh, it's Tangi Touze. So oh, okay. Tangi Touze, transfer cool. from Jacksonville State. Um, 6'5", uh, you know, combo guard. You know, when Drew's not at the point, um, you know, Tongi will play those minutes, uh, but good shooter. He's really good off ball screens. Typical European guy that he understands how to play and read defenses. Mm -hmm. um, I think he was six assists to one turnover in our scrimmage and can make an open three. And so excited about just his skill set. And then, you know, Jordan Conti plays really, really hard. Very good on the offensive glass and runs the floor well. Um, just has a motor that um, it's going to really help us there at, at the five-man spot. So excited about all those new guys. And they're, they're all you know, going to play good minutes and, and uh, provide us with, uh, you know, just taking that next step. To all those guys whose names I've, I butchered this morning, I apologize, but I, I guarantee you I'll get them right because I eventually got Jovan Slavonchinen. So if I could get that, I'll get any <laughs> name. That was one of the toughest names I ever had to handle it. For sure. Well, he's a great player over at, uh, at Carroll College. You know, you've got the guys in practice now. You know, one of the toughest things when you bring a lot of transfers, you know basketball better than I do, but how is the team gelling? Because you've got a lot of outside guys, and now you're trying to bring them under one system, one culture. How is that going? Yeah, I mean, it's a, 
it, it's fun and it's it's challenging yet fun you know we've got a lot of new guys new pieces we've tried to do a lot of team bonding st- type stuff we went on a retreat for um, two days and a night a couple weeks ago before our first official practice and uh, we're trying to go out to eat together um, every couple weeks uh, just for help them get to know each other better and build that trust build that chemistry build that camaraderie and, uh, it's been choppy you know we're putting in a lot of new stuff and um, working on uh, the defensive side of thing here these first couple of weeks we're actually going to start kind of putting in some offensive stuff today but uh, it's going to take some time you know we're we're gosh believe it or not 17 days away from our first game but you know our, the guys are working hard and um, playing together and and uh, they're really working on doing the things that we're emphasizing so you know as a coach that's all you can ask, ask for just yeah. don't give up on plays play as hard as you can and, and be together and, and you know, do what the, what the coaches demand of you. Steve, you mentioned basketball right around the corner. It's only a month away until I get on an airplane again, come back out to Indiana. And before yeah. I talk about that, I want to tell everybody and you and anybody listening that the hospitality that I received at Bethel was unbelievable. I appreciate that, uh, what you and your staff, and I really enjoyed my time there. I really appreciated the, the hospitality. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. We're grateful for you coming. I still wear my Cascade Hoops hat from time to time that you gave me, so I appreciate that. You're a good man. So I'll be back out in a month, and we're going to we're going to uh, have the Crossroads Cascade Classic, which you guys have, uh, are going to be part of. Thank you for doing that. We're going to go down to Grace College, two teams from the Cascade Conference, of course, Oregon Tech and Bushnell University, two teams from the Crossroads League, Bethel and Grace. A preseason matchup, it's historic. These two conferences have never met before in the preseason just talk about the number one the competitiveness of it and then the historic value of it oh for sure it's uh really exciting to to play in this type of uh um, classic you know against two two really good teams in the cascade conference and you know just the histories of it all as i've learned um of these you know great historic nai schools and you know tournament runs that they made national titles i think it's what six or seven national titles um, amongst the four teams it's pretty neat so we're excited it's going to be Seven. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, we're excited to, you know, as a coaching staff, we're trying to prepare ourselves for our tough um, Crossroads League schedule. So playing two really good teams and um, pushing out Oregon Tech is only going to pre- help prepare us for that. So we're excited about the challenge and looking forward to getting over there to Grace where we're a little familiar. Um, yeah. And uh, looking forward to uh, playing two really good teams. Steve, can you can you talk a little bit about the, the, the NAI, of course, with the COVID, you know, Basketball talent is the highest it's ever been at all levels. But the the talent the talent level in the NAI and the the uh, quality of the basketball I believe is just skyrocketed. You know, can you talk about you know how tough it's going to be in the in the crossroads and in the NAI this season? It's it's just really tough to get to the playoffs and make it, isn't it? There's no doubt. I, I think for me, as I've been in this league in, in, in NAI for three years, I, I think one thing I've learned is you know just the offensive skill level is is so good. You know, coming from a you know, I was at Lipscomb University six years prior to this, played at the Division One level, and there's not a much difference, if at all, from an offensive skill. Uh, and the offensive skill might be better, and it probably is at this level, you know, than your mid-major, low-major level, Division One. And just a big part of that is just, you know, a lot of these athletes aren't as athletic as, you know, or, or as big, fast, or strong as, as the Division One level. So we've got to be – and I put myself into this category being a, a pretty unathletic six-foot guy. I had to be really good from an offensive standpoint. So these guys have really put in the work uh, from an offensive skill set. We got 
guys that can really shoot at this level. I mean, our league, if you can't guard the three, you're going to, you're going to be in trouble. Um, yeah. So I just, yeah, offensive skill sets really good. Guys have really put in the work, overcome, you know, maybe lack of whatever they might have from a physical standpoint. Um, so it's 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 fun to coach. You mentioned that three point line. You know, they keep moving it back, and yeah. then the percentage will drop just a little bit, and then the next thing you know, everybody's shooting forty percent again. Sure. And then they'll move it back. Same thing. Go down to thirty five, thirty six, and then everybody's shooting over forty percent again. I mean, the athleticism. Uh, just, uh, I'm an old guy, right? But the athleticism just grows in leaps and bounds, it seems to me. You know, I've heard it opined before that at the lower level, like at the NAI level, the skill level is actually higher because usually these are un more underachieving guys, guys who are really trying to push it to the next level, that their skills will will become better than somebody who's way more athletic, but the you know they don't have the athleticism or the size to get to that D1 level. Does that theory hold any water? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of kind of comparing a little bit to myself who wasn't the most athletic player. I had to do other things really well. So individual workouts were really important for me, and getting extra shots up. Um, I think guys at this level do that. You know, guys at this level really focus on the, the mental part of the game, um, being mentally tough, you know, cutting down on mistakes, playing really smart. I think the coaching at this level uh, mirrors that. Coaches at this level do such a good job of being prepared, being organized, right. having a system that fits um, the guys that they recruit. Um, so you got to you got to do everything well. Um, if if you're missing, I tell you, if you're you've got to have culture, you've got to have talent, you've got to have you know health, you've got to have coaching. Um, you got have to have it all if you're going to win at this level. Agree, um, especially in our conference. You know, Steve, I really appreciate you being on the show. I can't wait wait to get back out to Indiana and watch some hoop back there and see you again. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show. My pleasure, Billy. Always great talking with you. Uh, that's Steve Draven. He's the head men's basketball coach at Bethel University. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Thanks, Billy. Hey, thank you very much to Steve Draven as well as uh, the Bethel Pilot Program. If you're up there in that northern Indiana area uh, and you're near anywhere near Bethel, uh, get some tickets. Get your season tickets. Uh, it's going to be great basketball this season. Also, please like and subscribe this podcast. I'd appreciate it very much. Uh, but most importantly, get out and support the NAI athletes in your area, the coaches, the programs, and fill those seats. And it won't break you. You won't have to go without your taco after because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.